Welcome to the King's Word Bible Study. I'm your host, Brother Vinnie Fitzgerald, and today we're going to delve into the Bible to bring you insight from God's Word that will help you to grow and to develop into spiritual maturity. These lessons are designed to help guide you and strengthen you in your relationship with the Lord. Whether you never opened the Bible or have read it cover to cover, this podcast will inform and uplift you. Our purpose is not only for you to know and to understand the King's Word, but for you to live it out in your day-to-day life. Philippians 4 and 9 tells us, Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Today, our topic is going to be imitation and emulation. Let's begin in Hebrews chapter 6. In Hebrews chapter 6, beginning in the ninth verse, it says, But beloved, we are persuaded better things of you, and things that accompany salvation, though we thus speak. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed toward his name, and that ye have ministered to the saints, and do minister. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end, that ye be not slothful, but followers of them, who through faith and patience inherit the promises. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Wherein God, willing more abundantly to show under the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil, whither the forerunner for us entered, even Jesus, made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Verse 12 is very important and says that ye be not slothful but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. We find here the importance of following the example of others who are living out their walk of faith. The word followers in this verse is translated as imitators in many other versions of the Bible. It is the Hebrew word mimites, meaning an imitator or follower. The concordance goes on to say that it is the root of the English term mimic, which means one who imitates or emulates. Properly, the positive imitation that arises by admiring the pattern set by someone worthy of emulation, like a mentor setting a proper example. It is always used positively in the New Testament, seven times, of followers of Christ emulating a God-approved example. The supreme model is God himself. Before we are called to follow the example of others, we are called to follow the example of God. He being perfect is our greatest example. Ephesians 5 and 1 says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. The word followers here is the same word in Hebrew as we saw earlier. This verse gives us a deeper insight into following correctly. Following God is the foundation. It's fundamental to our faith walk. 
The last part of this verse says, as dear children. Children are constantly following examples because everything is new to them. The real distinction that exists between childhood and adulthood is that childhood is defined by learning and growth. While although those same things are present in adulthood, adulthood is defined by the execution of things learned. God desires the same for us as his children. He desires that we learn and grow in our faith and then that we execute those things that we have learned. Our modern school system tends to teach using repetition and regurgitation. But the greatest method for learning is learning by doing. As a child, when your mother teaches you to do the dishes, she doesn't give you a textbook and an exam on how to do it. She brings you over to the sink and physically shows you how to do it. Then, after you observe how to do it, you try to do it yourself. And once you've done it correctly, you never forget it. The same is true for us as the children of God. The best way for us to learn is to learn by doing, as we grow in our faith. This is the way that God teaches us. He shows us what to do, and then we learn by doing. When Jesus was with the disciples and was teaching them to pray, he didn't just say to pray without offering any type of explanation. He gave them a template for prayer and prayed with them. When Jesus performed miracles and healings, the disciples were always observing. And when Jesus charged them to go heal the sick, cleanse the leper, and raise the dead, they had already learned through observation and were able to do it. They learned by doing. They saw what was done and did likewise. Observation is crucial when it comes to learning. One of the most important examples of this is love. God desires for us to love him. The only reason that we understand love is because he showed us exactly what it is and what he is looking for from us. 1 John chapter 4, verses 9-10 through 10 say, In this was manifested the love of God towards us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us, and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Then verse 19 says, we love him because he first loved us. God showed us through the life and sacrifice of Jesus, the agape love that he has for us, and he commands us many times throughout the New Testament to love him and to love others with agape love. He did himself what he expects out of us. We learn agape through observation and through firsthand experience. Then we're able to follow suit. All the characteristics and attributes that God desires for us to show forth in our lives he is already exemplified in himself and in his word. Our job is to observe and to imitate. This is how we follow him. 1 Peter 2.21 says, For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example, that ye should follow his steps. God revealed to us what we need to know. Now the ball is in our court, and we need to follow Luke 9.23 tells us, And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Following Christ is not just for once in a while, and it's not only for Sundays, it's for every day. Having a relationship with God is an all-day, everyday affair. Christianity is not a religion, it's a lifestyle. If we are truly following Christ, he and his word influence every area of our lives. We become immersed in him. Our following must be comprehensive. We can't just pick and choose what we want to follow and what we don't want to. We need to give ourselves fully to him. 
We need to trust the Holy Spirit within us to continually guide us and teach us so that we can learn and grow to follow more and more comprehensively. The reason that we follow God is because we understand Him to be the ultimate authority. And because of this, He is the standard of perfection, which means He always sets a perfect example for us. He created us, and because of this, we know that He wants the best for us. Since He has given us a free will, He will never force us to follow. He leaves the choice up to us. The Lord is looking for us to willingly obey His commands. The Word of God tells us in John 16 and 13, Howbeit when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth. For He shall not speak of Himself, but whatsoever He shall hear, that shall He speak, and He will show you things to come. He has promised to guide us. We need to let Him lead. Isaiah 55 and 9 says, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. The Lord knows what's best for us, better than we ever will. That's why we simply need to follow and obey. We need to let God do His part, and then do our part. It's been said that the Bible is an acronym for believers' instructions before leaving earth. The Lord has laid out, through His Word, instructions meant to help us. Every piece of machinery comes with an instruction manual of how to run it and how to take care of it. If the instructions are followed, it'll run smoothly. It'll do what it's supposed to do. But if the instructions are ignored, the machine will begin to break down and stop working. And even if ignored long enough, it'll be in a state of disrepair. The same is true of mankind. God has created us like a machine, and he has given us his word, which is the instruction manual for it. Within it are the keys to living right and conducting ourselves properly in life. If we follow the word, we will be blessed and we will be prosperous in life. We will have peace and joy and hope and love and all the other things that are promised to us in the word. If we choose to ignore the word on the other hand, we will do ourselves immeasurable harm, both naturally and spiritually. Things may go smoothly at first, but over time the effects will become more and more evident and things will start to fall apart. This is why we need to study and meditate on the Word of God. We need to let it become a part of who we are. Our following God entails following the Word, because the Word is the expression of God. The more we are immersed in God and in His Word, the easier it is for us to follow. Before we look at following man, we need to look at the difference between imitation and emulation. Imitate is defined as a verb, meaning to follow in manners to copy in form or quality, to attempt or endeavor to copy or resemble. Noah Webster said about imitation, we should seek the best models to imitate, and in morals and in piety, it is our duty to imitate the example of our Savior. Emulation goes beyond imitation. Emulate is defined as a verb, meaning to strive to equal or excel in qualities or in actions, to imitate with a view to equal or excel. Noah Webster said about emulation, Learn early to emulate the good and the great. Emulate the virtues and shun the vices of distinguished men. There's an important difference between these two that directly affects our following. We are called to imitate God because we are called to attempt to copy and resemble Him. On the other hand, when it comes to following other servants of God, those who through faith and patience inherited the promise, We are called to both imitate and emulate them. This is because we are not only to resemble them, we are to equal and excel them. 
We now need to look at following those servants of God who obtained the promise. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11 and 1, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Paul also said in Philippians 3 and 17, Brethren, be followers of me, and mark them which walk so as ye have for an example. Hebrews 13 and 7 says, Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. It is good for us to follow the example of others, but we need to be very careful about whose example we're following. We are never to follow the example of people in the world, because they live without a knowledge of the truth. Even if they seem to have good qualities, following them won't do us any good, because they're missing the foundation of following God. We are only called to follow those who are following God, the people who are actively serving the Lord. Learning from people is similar to learning from God. The best way for us to learn is to learn by observation and to learn by doing. When we look at our fellow believers, we see their faith and their patience. We see the way that they live their lives and conduct themselves. After observing these aspects, we need to use our discernment to discern if they are good examples for us. If they are, then we need to take what we've observed and apply it to our lives by replicating it. There's a lot that we can learn from our fellow believers. Many times they've learned things the hard way throughout their lives, and we can learn those same lessons from them without paying the price that it cost them. Many times they've learned things through trial and error, and we can learn those same things directly from them, and it can save us a lot of time and effort instead of us having to try to figure out those same things ourselves. Other times, people have learned lessons which would have taken us years to learn on our own. This is why it's so important for us to be together with our fellow believers and to stay united as the body of Christ. We're all on the same journey. We each have a relationship with God, and we're all learning and growing together. Whether it seems like it or not, we all feed off of each other, and we all learn from each other. The experiences that we go through and learn from can go an even longer way when we share them with others. We need to be around good, faithful people who set a good example if we are to learn from them and follow them. Let's go to Psalm 101. In Psalm 101, it says, A Psalm of David, I will sing of mercy and judgment unto thee, O Lord, will I sing. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. O when will thou come unto me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. A froward heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Whoso privily slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off. Him that hath a high look and a proud heart will not I suffer. Mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. He that walketh in a perfect way, he shall serve me. He that worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. I will early destroy all the wicked of the land, that I may cut off all wicked doers from the city of the Lord. Now verse 6 is crucial for our study. It says, Mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. He that walketh in a perfect way, he shall serve me. David set his eyes on the faithful. He was observing them. Even King David had to learn from the faithful people around him. Everyone, no matter who they are, always has more to learn. We are called, as Christians, to learning and to growth. He observed and learned by doing. He replicated what the faithful did, 
and he applied the knowledge that he got from them to his own life. In a similar way, Paul tells us in Philippians 3 and 17 in the ESV, Brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. Verse 2 shows that he applied what he learned in everyday life. David said, I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. Oh, when will thou come unto me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. It influenced every area of his life, and it changed his conduct. Then verse 3 reveals to us another element of following. It says, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. This is a practical example of what we saw earlier when Noah Webster said, emulate the virtues and shun the vices of distinguished men. David followed this rule. He operated in discernment. We need to learn and apply this rule in our lives. Anytime we're seeking to follow the example of man, no matter who it is, we must remember that all of us are subject to our fallen state that the world is in. So no matter who we're looking up to or following, we need, like David, to use our discernment to be able to filter out the good from the bad. No example set by man will ever be perfect or complete. We can never expect them to be, but we have to filter what we see and what we hear. There's an old saying that says, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Many Christians fall into this trap. They follow a church leader as a role model, and at some point that leader makes a mistake or has a moral failing, and many Christians stop following completely and disregard them. People who are leaders or public figures are more vulnerable to scrutiny, and they are responsible for the knowledge that they have. James 3 and 1 in the ESV says, Not many of you should be teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. Even though this is the case, we shouldn't completely ignore their example because of a mistake. We need to be able to take the good and leave the bad behind. This is part of spiritual maturity. Jesus, when speaking of the Pharisees to his disciples, said in Matthew 25 and 3 in the ESV, So do and observe whatever they tell you, but not the works they do, for they preach but do not practice. This is crucial in order to truly follow. 3 John verse 11 says, Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. We have to follow this call of God as we continue to follow and apply the good that our fellow believers show forth. If we are looking for those who we follow and look up to to be perfect, we're putting our faith in them instead of in God. This is the wrong approach. Anytime God uses a man, he is using an imperfect vessel to convey his truth. We have to take the truth and the good and leave all else behind. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 Verses 13 through 14 says, Let us hear the whole conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. We were designed to follow the example of God as supreme. Then we grow together with our fellow believers in faith as we take all that we've learned and all that we know and apply it to our lives. The Westminster Catechism says, The chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. One of the ways that we glorify God is by our willful obedience and by our following. As our Father, He knows what is best for us, and as His children, He desires for us to follow 
the lead that he has given us, and follow his guidance. It's our job as the children of God to imitate our Father. Following is a simple concept, but it's necessary, and it's fundamental to our walk with God. Proverbs 3 and 6 tells us, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. He has promised to direct us, if only we will let him lead. Hebrews 12 and 2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Like David, looking upon the faithful, and like we are called by Paul to keep our eyes on the faithful, let's make the choice today to start at the foundation and look unto Jesus so that we can pick up our cross and follow him. Let's close in prayer. Lord, we thank you for your word. And Lord, we thank you that you are always leading and guiding us in the way that we should go and in the way that you would have us to go. Lord, we trust your Holy Spirit within us to give us that guidance that we need. And Lord, we ask that you give us the wisdom to follow you and to know how to follow and where to go and what to do. Lord, we trust that you will give us all these answers within our spirit. Lord, we thank you that you will direct all of our ways and we make that decision today to acknowledge you in all of our ways. Lord, we look unto you for leadership and for guidance, and we know that we have found that in you. Lord, we thank you that we have that opportunity to imitate you and to replicate the way that you are, Lord God. We see your character, and we want to imitate it. And Lord, for our fellow believers all around the world, we seek not only to imitate, but also to emulate them, so that we not only copy, but that we go beyond for your glory and for your honor. And Lord, we thank you for everything that you have been doing, everything that you are doing, and everything that you will do in our lives and in the lives of those around us. And we thank you for all of this. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you want to pick up your cross and follow Jesus and have Jesus as a part of your life today, all you need to do is to invite Jesus into your heart to be your personal Lord and Savior. You then need to repent of your sins and ask for his forgiveness. Then you trust that you've been forgiven and you ask for his free gift of eternal life. If you've prayed this from a sincere heart and you truly meant it, then you are now a part of the family of God. Welcome to God's family. We want to thank everybody for listening. We appreciate you taking out your time to spend with us. If you'd like to give us feedback and tell us how much you appreciate this show, you can contact us at kingswordbiblestudy at gmail.com. And if you'd like to learn more about this program and this ministry, you can visit kingswordbible.com. We appreciate also if you write a review from wherever you're listening to this from, and if you follow and subscribe so that more people can hear the King's Word for themselves. God bless you. We want you to know that we love you all. And we will see you next week as we continue to study the King's Word together.